Darius looked yesterday. We saw he got back out there for some limited work, right? Yeah, he moved around well when we had him out there. He didn't do, he was limited, obviously. He was not close to a full practice for him. But we were able to kind of get him off the you know, trainer's field and kind of move him around a little bit and see how he looked. But yeah, it was positive. How about uh, Saquon and Kenny? Any chance he's still holding out? Hope they could play? We'll release the official inactives, you know, or the official rule outs and game status after today. You know, we'll kind of move around a little bit with the trainers. You know, yesterday was better than the day before, kind of trending in a good direction. If it's not this week, we'll see where it goes in the near future. Does it hurt that the grass is wet? Like, would they be able to do more, Saquon and Kenny, if the grass wasn't wet? Like, does that make sense? Like, you don't want them to slip or whatever? Uh, that wasn't really part of it. And I'd say in terms of the drainage on our fields, that's not really – like, it rained the other day. It wasn't really wet for our guys on the field yesterday. How optimistic are you Kadarius could be ready by Monday night? You know, he's got a little bit extra time this week, obviously, with it being a Monday night game. Um, you know, the plan is to bring him on the trip right now and see where he's at. But, you know, he moved around well enough yesterday that, you know, we'll plan on taking him on a trip. We always ask players if they were, like, fans of other players when they were growing up. But you, you know, growing up in Philly, were you, like, an Andy Reid fan when you were younger? Yeah, I had a lot of respect for him. really did. I remember when he came in and um, I thought he did a really, really good job right away of getting the team moving in a certain direction. Uh, I remember, you know, he was one of the few coaches that actually watched his post-game pressers. You know, you know, living in that city, there's kind of only a couple channels, and most of them are sports talk radio anyway. So you kind of grow up whether you're, you know, riding into school or whatever you're doing. You listen to a lot of talk radio, so it's a very sports-centric city. There are a lot of things you kind of pay attention to. I remember they kind of referenced a few of his post-game pressers early on. So I started paying more attention to him at a young age if kind of the game was over, turnover off Merrill Reese and kind of listen to what Andy was saying. And... Um, you know, it was interesting to listen to how he said it. Uh, he's a guy that, I don't think he remembers this, but when Harbaugh was actually still, you know, in Philly as special teams coordinator, he was a guy that actually Amos Jones was GA for him, took me down during our summer break, went down and watched the Eagles, some of their OTAs, watched them practice, see how they operate, you know, being around their team and that nature right there. So there are different exposures I had with him, um, things that he probably wouldn't remember, but uh, a ton of respect for him, absolutely. We know a lot about the influences of guys you've worked for, but just as someone who I'm sure keeps tabs on the whole industry, is, it, is there any coaches that really stand out that influence you um, as you were kind of coming up beyond the ones you worked for? Yeah, more than I can name right now, and, and a lot in different ways. Um, now, some guys influence you more in terms of how their teams play. Some guys, be, maybe because how they address publicly and you kind of see the persona. I think sometimes you get closer to guys, you kind of get to know them, you know, who is someone really behind the mic, who's someone kind of away from, you know, the public. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of guys that have influenced me. To me, I always really try to watch the tape in terms of how the guys are playing. Like that to me is the biggest thing that jumps out. Like anytime we interview a coach for a job, before I ever talk to the guy, you know, someone brings their name or whatever it may be, is the tape goes on. And if you get to a certain level of tape and you say, okay, this looks like what I'm looking for, then you start, you know, progressing further on down the road. In terms of, you know, coaches you look up to or coaches that influence you, to me it's all about how the players play on the field. You know, they sound, they discipline, they play hard. You know, what's it look like? You've played some big games in that atmosphere in Kansas City. Uh, what do you tell your players of what to expect? Well, I think you keep it more centric on this one here, but when you talk about the environment anywhere, which we touch on, which, to be honest, that's something that's kind of evolved throughout my experience in this industry. I've coached for a lot of guys who you never touched on where you were going. You never even focused on whether it be specifics to the other team. You never really worried too much about the stadium and the environment where it is. And then worked for a couple guys who 
you know, it's part of what you're going into. You talk about the weather. You talk about the officiating crew. You talk about the stadium. You talk about the fan base. Let them know everything going into it so it's not a surprise on, you know, whether that be Saturday afternoons at time or Sunday, Monday night, whatever it is. And you kind of address that more. So we talk about, you know, like everything from, hey, these are tight sidelines. You know, the fans are right on you there. You know, to some guys, you know, they could relate it more to maybe college they play. If you play at Florida, the Swamp, they're tight sidelines. A lot of our guys have experienced playing through the SEC in those stadiums. Talk about the noise in the stadium. It's a very loud atmosphere. Now, how does that affect you? You're still only playing 11 on the field, right? But there is noise you have to go ahead and mitigate. You've got to communicate through that. Substitutions come off the sidelines. Communications on the field. Communications within checks in the place. Communication post-snap or whatever it may be. So you got to make sure the communication's right. So that's why we go ahead and we use noise at practice, you know, just to make sure that we're fighting to make that communication and, you know, really overemphasizing every detail of it is important. You know, ultimately comes down to the players on the field and how they execute. But in terms of the atmosphere out there, look, this is a great fan base. I mean, it really is. It's, a, it's obviously a historical team. There's a lot of history in that city. A lot of great things happen in that stadium. Uh, there's certain stadiums in this league that are very neat to walk out to. I've only been in Lambeau once, but I can tell you this, you know, it was kind of built up to me beforehand. I went out there for the game, and I was like, you just walk out there. You say, yeah, it's a special place. It's just different being there. Arrowhead's one of those places. You walk out there. It's got a different feel from some of the new stadiums. It's got a lot of history to it. You know, the fan base is out there. They got the drums banging. There's a whole lot of things that kind of tie into it right there. So it's a pretty cool atmosphere. Joe, we spent a lot of time asking you what you don't have on the offensive line. This guy's missing. This guy's missing. This guy's missing. It looks like you're going to start the same five guys for the in the same five spots for the first time in any game this year. Seven games, seven different alignments. Looks like that's going to change. Would that should that help cohesion wise? I think sometimes that's looked at externally more than maybe us internally. Yeah, you know, we expect all of our guys to play anyway. I'm proud of how all the guys are working, the progress they're making. I think the offensive line guys are doing a great job coaching and getting these guys prepared. So. You know, in terms of, you know, the same group carried over, you don't want to lose any of your players, but at the same time, next man up, you got to go, you got to operate, you got to function. So I haven't really thought too much, to be honest with you, about oh, it's the same group two weeks in a row. It's just kind of get our guys out there and get them playing. Uh, Matt giving you guys on defense since he got here. You know, he's still on the practice squad, obviously, but I would imagine based on his role last week that he'll, he'll be up again this week. Yeah, you know what? Since he's been here, he, he's he's a very focused player. You can see the experience carry over. The communication right away jumped out with him. You know, you could tell right away just in practice last week that there were things, just natural things. He didn't have every call or, or check force right away, but he could call out certain things based on alignments, tips, tendencies, just from being in a league of what it may be. So the communication jumped out right away. You also kind of just see him in meetings preparing, and you can tell he is a system and a process he follows. You know, the way he takes notes, the way he, you know, checks back on things, the questions he asks. And are very in tune. The communication he has with the guys sitting next to him, making sure he's around guys he's going to be communicating with on the field. He brings an intensity to practice. I showed up in the game last week. Uh, that's something you really like. Obviously, I've known this guy through the league, playing against him, competing against him. Having him on your side, you can see the success he's had and why it happens. This guy prepares extremely well, and he, he goes out there and he plays freely because he's prepared. Do players notice when, when a guy who's got his skins kind of comes in? Yeah, with the Pro Bowl, the, the 100 tackle seasons, did they, did they notice and gravitate to that? I'd say so. I'd say so. I think you can see just, you know, whether it's a young guy who's kind of looking at an older guy who's done it or maybe an older guy who, you know, you turn around and say, okay, this guy's in this room now, here we go. Yeah, I think it's been a positive influence. I think when anyone comes in with that, uh, that definitely grabs your attention. But I think beyond that, it's more about how the guy handles himself and prepares. There's a lot of talented guys go to different teams, and you hear kind of horror stories at times that they go in there and it causes – you know, some kind of division, dissension, whatever it may be, it causes issues more so than helping. 
think when a guy comes in with the right team attitude and prepares the way that like BMAC has, that actually helps the team brings them together more and really helps the team go ahead and play more as a unit. I thought last week defensively, that's something we did and we played as a unit. And to be honest with you, that's something BMAC had mentioned. You know, we we're talking as a team and talking with the players. It's something he brought up in terms of, you know, what was valuable to him as a defense as being part of a unit. You know, now he hadn't been with us for anything but a week, but he obviously, you know, he prepared last week, got in the game, made some plays for us. Two more. Two more. And on Monday night, for a lot of your guys, do you sense it's a big deal? Like, hey, we got a chance to show everybody what we're really made of. And do you have to worry about them making it too much of a big deal? I haven't really sensed much of that, to be honest with you. We haven't made too big a deal of the fact that it's Monday night or Sunday night or 4 o'clock or 1 o'clock. I mean, I think the thing you have to realize is every game can be seen anywhere at this point, you know, right? Every game's on TV. It's everything we nationally broadcast. You get the red zone for all the games on Sundays. Everyone's going to watch Sunday night football. Everyone can watch Monday night football. Everyone's going to watch Thursday night football. So, you know, we've already played Thursday. You know, we got Monday. To me, it's you're just playing a game, you know. To me, it's you're playing a game in terms of, you know, building up the – time of the game or whatever it may be. I don't know if that's relevant for how we're going out there and perform. So I think I think ultimately players like playing under the lights, to be honest with you. I think they do. I think when the lights go on, guys just naturally like playing in those. I like those environments as well. There's just something about the buildup of the day that's pretty nice on that. But in terms specifically to your question about the Monday night, I haven't sensed that, and we haven't really made too big a deal about that. One more. I was just going to ask about Will Hernandez. He's the one guy who's played every snap. He played every snap for his first three years yeah. here until he got COVID. Just how has he played this year, and how important is that availability? I think Will took on the challenge of moving to the right side, which he played the majority of his career on the left side. And that's you know that's something he had to really you know go ahead and get used to, and he's done a good job. He's really embraced it. He's, he's excelled at it for us. He's made a lot of improvement for it. You know, I think him being on the field for every snap, uh, comes into a lot of things, but I think one thing is you look at the way he worked in the offseason, the prep work he did, you know, how he really worked on changing his body and improving a lot of things, and that's carried over this year. He's been a real good player for us. He's given us a lot of leadership. You know, Will's not the most vocal. He can be vocal, but he's not a chatterbox. He's not just running around just saying things to say. So when he speaks up, they listen. And then, you know, they really go ahead and they take on more from just how he approaches practice and how he goes about it throughout the duration of the day. And he's done a good job for us.